Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Que Golazo. It's our Tuesday Champions League preview. We have all the game action analysis as we preview, of course, everything that happens on match day five with Jimmy Conrad. We have Roger Gonzalez with United States men's national team players in the tournament and and the introduction of our new member of Kego Lasso, Fabrizio Romano, the absolute legend insider. The show begins and on due because of Fabrizio here. We go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Que Golazo, our Champions League preview. The first one of the week, match day five. It is my pleasure, my pleasure for the first and not last time because he will be a member of our team, Fabrizio Romano, the absolute legendary know-it-all writer, insider. I mean, is there anything more than I can add? I'm just so happy to have him to uh, our Kego Lasso uh, team. Fabrizio, welcome to Kego Lasso on CBS. How are you, my friend? Ciao, ciao. Hello to everyone. And thank you, my friend, for your words. Fantastic, really, to hear and to be part of the team. Really, I am so happy to be on Kegolazo. I was looking at you, listening at you every day, but finally I am with you. So let's go together. And here we go together. Here we go. So as Fabrizio mentioned, uh, he will be part of our team. Uh, once a week, we will break down all the transfer window information, but also just anything uh, that he wishes to talk about. Because if you go to cbsports.com, you can also see his very own piece every single week. You'll be able to see a lot more of Fabrizio Romano, and we welcome him to the show. Fabrizio, let's get straight to it. Inter Milan, they had a good win against Sassuolo. We call them sexy Sassuolo. They're such a good team to watch, but they lost to Inter. I feel like a little bit of pressure alleviated of uh, Antonio Conte, and now, you know, they'll be facing Mönchengladbach. I feel, Fabrizio, that if they lose that, I don't know about... I know that Conte is getting paid really well there, but what is the latest on him. What would his future be, Fabrizio, if Conte doesn't make it to the knockout stage? It's not an easy situation, my friend, just because, as you said, for Inter, they were expecting to go to the next stage of Champions League, obviously. Um, always Antonio Conte says, OK, we are in a difficult stage, so it's not easy with Real Madrid, with Borussia Mönchengladbach, with Shakhtar. But in my opinion, and also in Inter board opinion, they were convinced that the team were ready. I don't say to win this group, but also to be the first or the second with Real Madrid. So at the moment, the match against Borussia Mönchengladbach is absolutely key for Antonio Conte. What did Inter say with their board, with their directors, is that also if they lose the match with Borussia, Borussia Mönchengladbach or also if they have a draw, they will go on with Antonio Conte. So they have no doubt on his future. As you said, he has a fantastic wages just because it's like 12 million euro per season. So after, after tax, so you can imagine it's the best paid manager in Italian Serie A. But at the moment, Inter say that also if they will be out 
from the Champions League, they will go on with Antonio Conte. As you said, the match with Sassuolo was important just because Inter were going not so well in the Serie A, but winning against Sassuolo, they were the second in the table in Serie A, was key to be back at their level, winning with a good performance, also from Lautaro Martinez, also from Alexis Sanchez. So they were needing this kind of match. But now with Borussia Mönchengladbach, they need to show what is Inter's Antonio Conte. They want to see from the board of Inter, as Inter fans do, they want to see the mentality of Antonio Conte. We didn't see this against Real Madrid, for example, or also in the other matches in the Champions League. They were like a cold team, but you know, more than me, that Antonio Conte teams, they are not like this. They play like they are fighting like a war and they need this also against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah, it's, a, it's either a do or die always with Antonio Conte. And at this moment, it's die, unfortunately. But uh, as you mentioned, Serie A is also very important. And they're still in the race. They're second in the table uh, to their bitter rivals, AC Milan. Let's stay with Inter because a few updates. Christian Eriksen, what, this was meant to be the move. Fabrizio, this was meant to be the move that, like, I guess, uh, revitalized his career after being with Tottenham for so many years. It hasn't really worked out. What's the latest on him? It's crazy just because I remember one year ago, it was like December, January, I was covering the move of Christian Eriksen from Tottenham to Inter and Inter fans were buzzing like they had the new number 10, the best player of the team, top quality. We were talking about one of the best players in the world in the final of the Champions League with Tottenham. Really, exactly what Inter was going to need, a player with quality, because they have many players with fighting mentality, also Lukaku, also Lautaro, but they were needing some quality. Uh, they're bringing up with, with, with Christian Eriksen for 20 million euros, so it was like a bargain for Inter. They were convinced he was the perfect player, and then he was really, unfortunately, I am sad to say this, but he was terrible with Inter and with Antonio Conte, just because... You can see also if you see the player directly from the pitch, he's not happy with Antonio Conte. He's not playing his like a starter, never, just because he has different ideas. He don't want top quality, but also players, as we said, ready to fight in every match, uh, do or die. And it's not exactly the mentality of Christian Eriksen, who is bringing quality and not this kind of skills. So that's why Inter are ready to sell Christian Eriksen on January, they are convinced that it's the best, situation, best solution for Christian Eriksen and for the team too, and for Antonio Conte too. So they want money. They want around 30 million euros to sell Antonio Conte, uh, to sell obviously Christian Eriksen on, on January. Also Antonio Conte said, okay, let's sell the player just because they are not happy with him. They need different midfielders. They always had the dream to sign N'Golo Kante from Chelsea, but it's absolutely impossible on January. So they will look for different players in, in next uh, window. But for sure, Christian Eriksen will the club. On September, Inter received a bid from Borussia, Borussia Dortmund and also Hertha Berlin to try for a loan with buy option. Inter said no, they just sell the player on a permanent deal, but now it's time to find a solution just because Eriksen is not playing and it's crazy that Inter has a player like Eriksen and they are not playing him. Yeah, the Bundesliga could be interesting for Christian Eriksen and as you mentioned, I feel like Inter Milan is running out of ideas and how to, uh, you know, sell him. Uh, and I feel like a loan option might be the best one. Let's stay in Serie A, obviously. Juventus, very happy with Alvaro Morata. Despite so many offside goals, <laughs> he's still making it happen. He's on loan with a buy option uh, for 45 million euros next summer. And they're planning to sign him on a permanent deal. I mean, Pirlo must be very happy with him. 
He's in love with Morata. He's in love with Morata, not just on the pitch. Obviously, we are seeing the best player of Juventus this season with the Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously, but Morata's been the second for sure. He's the perfect mentality for what Pirlo wants. He's playing with the team. He's scoring goals. As you say, it's sometimes an offside, but he's going with, with many goals too. So it's a good period for himself and also for Juventus. Uh, what Juventus needs is this kind of players. You know, just in, during the summer, they were trying to sign Edin Dzeko from Roma. So this kind of striker always playing with the team, not just thinking about scoring. He wants a different style of play, uh, Andrea Pirlo. So that's why Alvaro Morata is considered like perfect with his skills for Juventus. Uh, they are going on next summer to talk with Atletico Madrid to find a solution. But at the moment, obviously, we are in November and December, so it's nothing decided 100%. But for next summer, the plan of Juventus is to sign Alvaro Morata, just because they are so happy with the guy, so happy with the player. Also, Cristiano Ronaldo. And you know that when you have a player like Cristiano, you always have to consider also how happy he is this kind of strike with other players like Calvaro and he's so happy with playing with Morata uh, also with Spain national team he was scoring he's back with Luis Enrique so happy with his with his performances so just that's why Juventus are ready to plan to sign Alvaro Morata on a permanent deal and in my opinion it's really a good good deal because we're talking about a young striker still young but scoring and you can see this player Alvaro Morata he needs to be happy to be at his best level. At Chelsea, he was not so happy last year with Atletico Madrid. He was with Diogo Costa. He was feeling that the club was looking for a different striker. So now he's finally happy with Juventus in the city where he met his, his girlfriend and now obviously his wife. So it's everything perfect in Italy. He loves Italy and is perfect for his style of football. Yeah, there is no way that he's going anywhere unless, I guess, Pirlo or Ronaldo say I'm not happy with him, I think. <laughs> Keep scoring goals, Morata, and let's stay. Let's stay in Serie A. Francesco Acerbi, you know, uh, such a amazing story, you know, a survivor of testicular cancer twice, uh, you know, such a leader with Lazio, and Lazio's happy with him, right? You know, he, he, they see him as a, a really good leader, obviously, in, in that squad. He's a leader. He's naturally a leader, as you said, also for his story, but also on the pitch. Always, we could talk about Lazio outside from Italy. Everyone knows the story, obviously, of Luis Alberto, of Immobile, of Milinkovic Savic. But the true leader with Ciro Immobile is Francesco Cervi. He's an incredible guy. He's always playing. Imagine he was playing every match, every season. Also, this season, he played every minute possible in the Champions League and in the Serie A. So this is a leader. This is the perfect player for a manager. They always want this kind of players. And that's why Lazio are planning to extend his contract. They are talking with his agent. So they are feeling that in some ways they will extend his contract for the next five years. So Francesco Shelby will stay with Lazio. We had some rumors about Inter because, as we said about Conte, he likes players like this, ready to fight, to play always. And Acerbi is perfect also to play with defense with three players. But Lazio will keep Francesco Cerbi, he will extend this contract and I think if Lazio will go on to the next stage of the Champions League and I think yes, he will be one of the players to look on also on the next stages of the Champions League because when he listened to the Champions League music, I think he, thinking also about his story is something magic for Francesco Cerbi so he deserves it. Yeah, he's a, he's a great story of resilience and, and just leadership, everything that he has done Alright, let's go to England, let's go to Manchester City Fabrizio, Kevin De Bruyne, to me, just one of the magicians of football, one of the best, uh, not just midfielders, but players in the world. We saw what he did against Burnley this past weekend. Obviously, Man City looking good in the Champions League. He's a wanted man, I'm sure, but I'm sure he's an expensive man. But it's all up to City and De Bruyne. What's the latest on him as we look to 2021? I totally agree with you about the player. We are talking about a 
top, top player, one of the best in the world. And this is also the opinion from Manchester City board, obviously, and from Pep Guardiola. But for Kevin De Bruyne, it was key to have Pep Guardiola still in the project of Manchester City. So immediately after, he knew like one month ago that Pep Guardiola was going to extend his contract with Manchester City. Immediately after, he accepted to open tolls for his own contract with Manchester City. So Manchester City are planning and are working also in these weeks to extend contract for Kevin De Bruyne for the next five years. They have absolutely good feelings, positive feelings, just because the player wants to stay. The clubs want to keep the player and the same for Pep Guardiola. He wants De Bruyne in the project. So they move immediately just because they were thinking if on next summer we'll move clubs like Paris Saint-Germain, like Real Madrid, they had a difficult summer on the transfer window. You know, Real Madrid didn't sign any top player and the same for Paris Saint-Germain, looking at the situation obviously of the of the virus so it was so difficult but if on next summer they want a top player and they will try for Kevin De Bruyne this can be a problem to have a players like him with two years of contract so they are moving immediately to extending contract and I think in one or two months we will announce together okay Golazo and on CBS that Kevin De Bruyne has extended this contract with Manchester City for the next five years. I love it. I love it. All right. A few more minutes with the amazing Fabrizio Romano and I want to ask him something a little bit of a gamble question here. If you were going to Vegas, Fabrizio, right? And you got like a bunch of money, right? And they're telling me, you know, and they're telling you, you got to just bet, just gamble, just take a wild, wild guess. Is there a club, do you think, in January that really will go for a big, big player? We know that January window, it can be a little bit indifferent because obviously it's about teams trying to like, you know, wound up, heal up, Virgil van Dijk, et cetera. But do you think if you were to go to Vegas and take a gander and see, here's a club that really needs somebody and will probably get a big star, is there anybody or will you just go home and save your money? <laughs> I will go home and save my money in January just because I know the transfers in January, how they are. So it's complicated in January to spend a lot of money. But I tell you that I expect something special from Arsenal. They need the quality midfielder. They need the, the player they didn't sign, like Awar. Okay, they signed Thomas Party on the last day, on the, on the deadline day. Amazing transfer, amazing player. But he's a leader, okay, but he's not a top quality midfielder. He's a different player with different skills. So they need this kind of player with quality, with something magic in the midfield. And so keep an eye on Arsenal just because they were considering Awar again. They have an eye also on the situation of Sobos Light. And I really love this player. I'm sure that this player is moving on January, so we will talk about him. I think in two weeks we will understand where he's going, just because AC Milan and Arsenal are looking at this situation. But there are also other clubs. He has a release clause for 25 million euros, and in my opinion, it's something crazy because he's one of the best talents we have in Europe and in European football. He's playing with Salzburg, but with 10, 25 million euros, you can buy a normal player today in Europe. And Sobosla is a top young. So it's a really a fantastic close, a fantastic opportunity. And they say, keep an eye on Arsenal because they exactly need this kind of player. So I don't know if it will be Soboslai, if it will be another one like Eriksen, like obviously the situation of a war with Lyon, but they will go for this kind of player with something magic and they expect something special from Arsenal. Yeah, I love Dominic Soboslai. He's such a good player. But now that you're thinking like Christian Eriksen, can you imagine that? <laughs> and a former Tottenham player going to Arsenal, that will be very interesting. Always good to have Fabrizio. I'm going to finish with this, Fabrizio. Everybody wants to know this, right? Maybe not so now. I'm sure you're busy as hell right now. But I'm talking like summer and January. When does your day begin? And, and when do you even sleep? Like, how does your day work? 
Um, the questions everyone does to me now, right now is always how many hours you sleep. During the window, I sleep like uh, really four or five hours when I'm lucky five hours. Just because, you know, if I am sleeping, I am like uh, scared that I'm losing something. If I wake up too late and I'm, I'm losing something on, on the transfer market. So I prefer to work during the night and to wake up like around 10 a.m. This is my, my idea, always to sleep from five to 10, just because in this moment, uh, you can control the situation. It's difficult that during the morning, people from transfers window, uh, from, from transfer moves, they are working. It's so difficult, just because from my experience, they are working during the night at dinner, for example, during the evening, they go to dinner and then they stay together, for example, during the night having negotiation. So during the morning, people like sport directors, agents, players, they are always, always sleeping. So that's why I try to, to sleep during the morning a bit more than during the night. So I go to sleep really late. I can tell you, I remember last summer when Region was moving to Tottenham, I received the call about this move to tell me, okay, Fabrizio is done. Region is going to Tottenham and not to Manchester United. We are signing the contrast. There are talks on FaceTime between Region and Levy and Mourinho. And it was like 4 a.m. during the night. It was crazy. And I said, okay, I'm lucky that I was not sleeping because I have lost the news. So that's why I try to, to sleep just during, during the night and five hours. And my day starts immediately with sending messages and on WhatsApp and calling people. I try to call a lot of people really day by day. Also, if they can give you a news, also if they can't, just because it's impossible to get the news day by day from the same people but you can make them feel like you are a friend and not just a journalist. I don't want to be just a journalist and I call you if I need the news. I want also to be friends of the people like sport directors and agents in particular, because then they can feel that they are sure with me. They have respect for me. So that's my, my idea, my style. I start my day like this. Then I start also working with like CBS and Sky Sports and with my other channels I work with. And, and that's it. I stay all day with my phone. So my, my life is with my phone, always. I always check news when I can because of the situation of the virus. I try to go around the city. This is my secret to go around the city because here in Milano, in the center of Italy, you can go around the hotels, the restaurants, and you can meet people like agents, right, sport directors. They stay together in these places and they have negotiations and you can meet new people. You can have new contacts, new sources. And this has been my secret for many years because I go around the city and I meet new people and that's key to, to have new contacts. And then uh, that's my, my, my idea, my plan every day to, to go around, to send messages, to make calls, to work obviously with, with my channels. And till, till the night, I, I do like this. I stay with my phone and I send messages, always. <laughs> One day, we will make a TV show about <laughs> Romano. It will be Jerry Maguire point two. <laughs> Fabrizio <laughs> Romano, such a pleasure. And Fabrizio, everybody, will be joining us every single week. And, you know, he'll be bringing us not just information, but also his amazing personality, just everything that he has going. And Fabrizio, so happy to have you in our Kego Lasso pod and have a great day. And listen, get your sleep, but also drink water and eat. Don't forget. <laughs> I always drink water. Okay? Always, always. It's so important. So thank you, my friend, really. Thank you to our listeners. And really, thank you. Big pleasure to be with you and see you on Kego Lasso next Monday. Grazie, Fabrizio. Ciao. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. 
But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, all right, all right. It's Tuesday Champions League preview time. Welcome back, everybody, to Kego Lasso. I'm with my brother, Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy, what's up? What's up? Just doing some uh, calisthenics to get ready for this week, baby. Let's go, Luis. Let's go. When you reach those uh, those lovely 40 years, you gotta you got to get going. But look, he doesn't look at, at a year over 18. Look at him. He's so young and handsome. I'm so jealous. I, I, I agree with you. Keep going. <laughs> He's going to Venmo me later. Uh, <laughs> welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, a packed episode, we promised you. And of course, this is the meat in the sandwich. Jimmy Conrad, Jimmy's easy money. We're going to do this. Jimmy, I'm going to just let you get straight into it as we look ahead to match day five, Tuesday's action. There are some crazy games. There's a lot going on in a lot of different groups, but I'm going to start with my easy money because I think that's always a good place to start on a Monday. Now, everybody, there was some difficulty, I think. I was hemming and hawing. I mean, I stood like hours upon hours at William Hill, like, oh, maybe I should do this or maybe I should do that. Anyway, I'm going to get right into it. Here we go. So I'm feeling pretty good about Chiro, the hero, Immobile, scoring any time for Lazio against Borussia Dortmund in Germany, plus 120. I know it's not tremendous value, but I like the plus side of these lines and these wagers. Now, the 30-year-old Italian international has scored in six straight games which is insane, okay, which started the last time they played against Dortmund in Italy. They won that one three to one. Now, also, Shiro the Hero played for Borussia Dortmund. He went on loan there, or maybe he was signed there. One of the, whatever. He's, he spent a season there, so he's familiar with those surroundings. He's familiar with that team and what they stand for and what they do. I like this one a lot because this guy is built to score goals, and Lazio do need a result. So does Dortmund. But I'm so I'm trying to stay away from the result overall because this one for me is a bit of a coin flip, even though I'm kind of tipping Dortmund to do the business. I think that Chiro, the hero, he also takes their penalties. So if something happens in and around the box, you know, he's going to have his name on it. Are you feeling this one, Luis? How are you feeling about this one? I am definitely feeling this one, especially because it's not a done deal for Lazio. Like they're eight points, one behind Borussia Dortmund. Right. And, like, and like you said, they want to go there and win. And I love the Chiro bet because. You give Chiro an inch, he will take a mile. Like you saw that great goal last time around. Like you, so Borussia Dortmund's defensive unit is not that great. Look what they did against Colton, right? right. So I love this one. I love this one. Let's move on. 
Okay, so the next one is in Group B. I'm looking at the standings now just so I don't miss the exact number. But Borussia Mönchengladbach is on top of Group B with eight points. They have yet to lose, so the only team that has yet to lose in this group. Real Madrid is in second with seven points. Shakhtar Donetsk is in third with four. And Inter Milan is at the bottom. They're scraping. They're bottom feeding with two points right now. Borussia Mönchengladbach hosts Inter Milan this weekend in Germany. And for whatever reason, I like this one to be a draw. It's plus 260 for both of these to draw. Uh, Inter needs some luck for them to somehow find themselves into the knockout rounds. It's not looking good, but they want to leapfrog, at the very least, Shakhtar to get back into the Europa League where they lost in the final last year to Sevilla. However, I wanted to say Inter have the quality to do so, but after their their performance uh, against Real Madrid last week, Arturo Vidal got that red card, but they just, Madrid were up for it and ready to go. I think Munch and Gladbach are okay domestically, but in Europe, they are next level. They're averaging at least two goals every game. And if they hadn't give up late goals to Inter Milan and Real Madrid in the first two match days, they would have 12 points. They'd already be in the knockout rounds. There's some, there's something different about these guys. I think Inter Milan will push them. And I think that draws probably one of those games where you, you can see Inter Milan, you can build that narrative, Luis, and say, oh, they're going to do it. They have to do it if they want to you know, survive and go to the Europa League or maybe have that outside chance to get in the knockout rounds. But then Borussia Mönchengladbach have been so good, you can build that narrative as well, which means when you have these two narratives, locking horns – it's a draw for me, plus 260. <laughs> no, I love it. I think that Antonio Conte just needs to do just one thing. Send the Sassuolo game over to Zoom to every single player and just be like, watch this and just do exactly the same. I think the only difference is to your point, Munchen Gladbach is so good in the okay. Champions League. And I see that. I see this game actually, Jimmy, uh, as when Munchen Gladbach played Real Madrid. I feel like Munching Lab is going to be leading all the way until the last second and then Inter will get that goal. And it'll be, as you mentioned, a draw. Let's move on to the third one. Yeah, just to add really quick, Munchen Gladbach just need a draw on this one. Right. They don't need much. Right. And they're pretty much, they've got it all locked up. All right, here we go to the third one. It's the Jimmy special. So as you guys know, I like to pick a player to score, their team to win, and both teams to score. You get some really good value there. And we're getting tremendous value, everybody, from Neymar being that guy. Neymar to score, PSG to win, and both teams to score. They're playing against Manchester United. Plus 500. My brain is melting on that value right now. And I say this because PSG absolutely have to win at Old Trafford to really have a legitimate chance of getting through. RB Leipzig is probably going to take care of Istanbul Bashaksha here. And then RB Leipzig does play United on the last match day. United don't want to let it wait until the last match day. They just need a point as well to book their ticket. I think that Neymar is going to be up for this. I know that he hasn't, well, he did score in the Champions League last week with a penalty, but he hasn't really scored in the run of play in forever, either as Mbappe's like eight or nine straight Champions League games. You could go with Mbappe here too, if you're feeling that way, Luis. I mean, Mbappe's a really talented player. That's plus 480 if you think Neymar or Mbappe is going to be your guy to do it. There's something about Neymar. He takes the penalties. I like that value a little bit more. PSG are one of the few clubs that I think are clearly desperate to win the Champions League. Manchester City is another one that stands out. Like they're doing everything they possibly can. They're pouring a gajillion dollars into their team to try to win this competition. So for them, this is a must win. This is what they play for. They can win domestically every single cup that imaginable there in France. This is why, why. And I feel like there's so much at stake here, Luis. If they lose this game and don't get into the knockout rounds, 
Why would Neymar stick around? Why would Mbappe stick around? Thomas Tuchel is probably going to get fired. I mean, who are you going to bring in that's really going to lure those guys to want to keep them around? Maybe Mauricio Pochettino. Maybe Maxi Allegri can come in and coach. There is so much at stake at this particular game. Yes, there's some mathematical things that they could lose this game or they could get a draw and then get some help from Istanbul Bashakshi here, RB Leipzig, or whatever it may be. Because they're probably, they play Bashakshi here in the last game. They're probably going to roll over those guys. So you can kind of feel like that's a guaranteed three points there. This is the one, though. And they have to go out and do the business and not let it fall to the fates. Because if they win this and RB Leipzig wins, everybody's on nine points. You got three teams on nine points heading into the last match day. That is what's up. And they play Bashakshi here. Like I said, they're probably going to get to 12. But they have to win this one to make that happen, which puts all the pressure on Man United and RB Leipzig. United's thinking the same thing. I just think PSG is going to be up for this game in a different way. They got Marco Verratti back into the team. He's going to make a big difference. Mario Cardi's getting healthy again. They're going to have pretty much a full slate of defenders that are ready for them to go. And yeah, anytime you have Keeler Novice in goal, you always have a chance. That's what I think. Yeah, nothing much more to add there, really, honestly. This is probably the sauciest pick of Jimmy's easy It's risky. Monday. It's a little risky. By the way, these ones now we're moving past Tuesday, just in case if you're looking ahead. Yeah. Uh, this is a Wednesday game. And the only thing I'll say to add about this and everything that you've said is correct. They just tied against Bordeaux. Yeah. Right. So maybe this is a motivation as well. And I don't know what to make of Manchester United still. I just don't. I need to see a bigger sort of blueprint. Uh, of Manu, and I, I like this one. All right, let's move to the last one. Okay, the last one. I will say really quick on, I meant to add this with a Jimmy special, Edison Cavani could play against his former club in PSG. If he's up for it, well, this whole bet's all thrown off. So you guys well, just decide on where your heart goes, but I just feel like there's some really good value with Neymar, well, you know who, what I who said. is one of, the, one of the best players in the world. And you know what I said last week? I feel like Cavani's going to get the winner. <laughs> he, he might. He might. And that would really like, I wouldn't feel bad. In some ways, I would, but it would be kind of cool to see that happen. All right, let's get to the last one. And I'm going all Spanish clubs. And this is always a parlay, my last one for everybody. It's going to be spread out over the two days, Tuesday and Wednesday. So, you know, it's like a daily double. You, you hope you hit the first day so that you have some action going for you in the second day or the first race, second race if you're into horse racing. Now, because it's all Spanish, I'm calling it uh, La Fiesta Parliesta. You like that? La Fiesta Parliesta. Usually it's par, Parlay Partay, but we're going uh, La Fiesta Parliesta. Okay. So for people that don't know, Spanish clubs dominate in European competition. Real Madrid is the most successful club in Champions League history. They've got 13 trophies. Sevilla is the most successful club in Europa League history. They have six trophies. I like it. Let me go Madrid. We're going to start there. They're hosting Bayern Munich at home. And you'd be like, oh, Bayern Munich, they're the reigning champs. And blah, blah. Listen, Bayern Munich already booked their ticket. They're the number one team in the group. Robert Lewandowski is not traveling. Manuel Neuer is not traveling. And there's a couple other guys that aren't traveling either. But those are the two. Leon Goretzka. Those are the two, I think. Lewandowski scores all the goals. Emmanuel Neuer blocks all the shots. So without those two guys, I really like Atletico Madrid, who will be rolling out a full lineup. They rested Joao Felix, uh, amongst others, um, in their, their game over the weekend. I think this could be like a 1 or 2 zero, but I like Atletico Madrid to beat Bayern Munich in this one. I like Real Madrid to go into Ukraine and beat Shakhtar Donetsk. They had their backs against it. They, they lost their first game. They drew their second one. They had to win two straight. They got that done. And now they take on against Inter Milan, no less. And now they take on Shakhtar. If they get it, as I said before, Madrid are the most successful club. They know how to win these games. They know how to grind them out. Kareem Benzema will come back into the team. I like Real Madrid to win. And then Barcelona takes on Ferenc Varos. Yes, Messi's probably not going to travel. Yes, a couple other people might not travel. But we saw against Dinamo Kiev last week, it doesn't matter. 0-0 at half, little uneven. Then they scored four goals in the second half. I think they're going to build off of that and win again. If you have all three of those to win, it's plus 300. Uh, plus 298. Let's just call it plus 300. I like that. I think that's that's pretty good, Luis. I don't know how you're feeling. 
La fiesta parliesta. I love it. I think it's good and I think it's fair. And I think regardless, pretty much, I think right now, Spanish clubs are, are seeing an opportunity this week, absolutely, in the Champions League. Um, listen, when we come back, when we come back, we'll talk more with, uh, with Jimmy. But here's a quick break, a quick update from Roger Gonzalez on American players uh, this week in the tournament. Stay right here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wrap Up Tuesday's uh, preview of the Champions League. But really, we're going to cover both days right now because we welcome once again our weekly contributor, CBS Sports insider, writer, talent extraordinaire, my friend, Roger Gonzalez. Roger, how are you, bud? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Let's get straight into it. Uh, let's begin with Tuesday as Bayern Munich already qualified to the knockout stage faces Atletico Madrid. What can you tell me as we break down some U.S. talent? Yeah, I mean, I think Chris Richards, there's a chance we see him again. You know, he started last week in, in the win over uh, RB Salzburg. I think, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity for him to, to get some minutes in this one. When you look at what Byron has done, they've already won the group. There's going to be significant rotation. He was named to the squad to travel to Madrid for the match. And I think there's a great opportunity. We saw him on, at, at left back uh, in that game last week. He's played all over that back line. So there's a lot of versatility there. So I'm not sure if we'll see him you know, as a starter. We possibly could. Uh, but if not, I still think he'll get uh, some minutes. And it's just great for his progression. You know, Being named to the Champions League squad uh, for the group stage, Maybe was it maybe a little bit of a surprise for some people, but uh, you know he's someone who continues to grow. Hansi Flick really loves him. There's a lot of teams that are going to try to go after him uh, in in January uh, on the loan, uh, and I think he's someone who can continue to contribute. Yeah, I think for hopefully for the sake of uh, Greg Berhalter and Bayern Munich, to be honest, this is a great opportunity because Bayern is through, you know, and and they can really test to see the future of the center back rotation. Um, let's move on to Wednesday. There's a few other players uh, from an American perspective uh, chiming in. Who do you have your eyes on? Yeah, I, mean, I think you look at Tyler Adams, uh, at, you know, Red Bull uh, Leipzig, a guy who played, uh, he started this past weekend uh, in the Bundesliga. And, you know, a guy who has really, I think, you know, found the kind of some comfort there in the middle. You know, as we said before, he's not the biggest guy, he's not the strongest guy, uh, but he's got a really good understanding of the game. He likes to sit back. You know, receive the ball and be able to, to play it either out wide or play to someone's feet with a, maybe a striker checking too. He's just someone who's really, really growing. And I think he's someone also who needs significant minutes. Uh, it's kind of hard to, to get those uh, at the club that he's currently at. But it's also a club like a lot of the Bundesliga that give minutes to young players. It's just so competitive. You know, and speaking with him in the past, he, he's kind of just been blown away by just how intense training is and how, you know, you could have a good week one week and then not look sharp in training and, and you're out. Uh, so for him, you know, playing is simple. I think he has an opportunity there to potentially start again. And if not, maybe come off the bench. And, you know, he's already a, a Champions League hero in the eyes of many for what he did against Atletico Madrid uh, in last season's Champions League. And here's hoping he gets another opportunity. That's excellent. Roger Gonzalez, always good to have you. Uh, he will be back for match day six. Uh, I hope you have a great week, Roger. Follow all his work, of course, on Twitter, on CBS Sports. Roger, always good having you, brother. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Jimmy C. He just gave you your easy money, La Fiesta Parliesta. I love it. Check it out. Make sure that you follow us on Kegolazo on Twitter and stay updated with all of Jimmy's easy money. We're now talking about the major games here uh, for Tuesday's action, uh, Jimmy. And we're going to focus first 
on uh, Liverpool against Ajax. Oof, I, I feel like that's a big game. Uh, I, I don't even need to feel it. It's just a fact, right? We're in match day five. Liverpool lead in Group D with nine points. Ajax in second with seven. Then Atalanta with seven. Michelin, bye-bye. Sorry. So it's really up to Liverpool, Ajax, and Atalanta. This is not done and dusted for any of them right now. And the winner of Liverpool, Ajax, Jimmy, tops the group. How do you see that game? That's a tough one. You know, Liverpool are are in it right now. Jurgen Klopp is definitely frustrated. The players are frustrated. And I think that's lending itself to kind of an atmosphere and a culture around the team where they're created a, a chip on their shoulder, which I think is sometimes very valuable. But I feel like Liverpool or Jurgen Klopp in particular, his teams are at their best when they're relaxed, when they're having fun, you know, and they don't look like they're having fun at the moment. They have a lot of games. They're, they're complaining a lot, which I understand why they're complaining. I think it's very... Uh, it's, it's valid where they're coming from, but it doesn't change the fact that that doesn't necessarily lend itself to getting results. They lost to Atalanta last week at Anfield. I think Ajax uh, are just as talented, if, if maybe even better from top to bottom than Atalanta, I'd say from, from back to front. They have some very talented young players. They've won six straight heading into this one. And because Liverpool are without a few players that obviously we've talked about, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Virgil van Dijk and all these guys, uh, it, it does make a difference. And I like the front three of Ajax. I could see a draw here, frankly. I think Liverpool is probably going to dig down knowing they just need to probably get a point to really kind of establish themselves. They play against Michelin in the last group, you know, group stage game. So they know they're probably going to get all three points there. So they need to at least get a draw and then it, they could relax a little bit. Whether they can do that or not, Ajax knows it's the, the, the opposite, right? They need to get all three points here to make sure they book their ticket. So a lot to play for here, especially without a lot of playing Michelin, which they probably will get the full three points. This is exciting. I don't, I don't really know. But when you look at that front three of Liverpool, you got Jota most likely starting, uh, Salah, Mane, Firmino can come off the bench or vice versa. I think Fabinho will come back into the team. These these are a little bit uh, different players than what they rolled out against Atalanta, and I just think that experience will lend itself to them grinding out a result. I, I could see a draw here for sure. And I listen, Ajax is not going to feel sorry for Liverpool. I mean, it wasn't too long ago when they had to travel to Michelin with like literally like three players because of coronavirus. So everybody's feeling uh, the pain and the struggle and the issues of a pandemic-centric season. Uh, but this is a big, big game. All right, let's let's go over to another. Uh, you know, important, important time uh, for Tuesday as uh, we already talked about it uh, from an easy money perspective, but Group B, very interesting. Mönchengladbach, of course, uh, facing Inter Milan, Real Madrid against Shakhtar Donetsk. Mönchengladbach tops Group B right now with eight points. Real Madrid with seven, Shakhtar Donetsk with four, Inter Milan with two. It's a big, big day. Yeah, I don't know which one you want to focus on first. It's, it's, it is. This is probably well, the most pivotal day for match for that group on match day five. Well, let's talk about Real Madrid for a second. They just lost to Alaves, two uh, one, in, in the weekend. This is a big day. I mean, you know, and you would say that even though they're traveling to Shakhtar Donetsk, probably thinking about the redemption that they had after losing the first one at Alfredo Stefano Stadium. So they win and. There's a tie with Inter Milan and Munching Black Bear, as you guessed, embedded for Easy's money, then they top the group. So, you know, it's, a, it's another big one for Zinedine Sedan. It is. I'm going to say what I said earlier. There's something about this Madrid team. They have something in them. There's like this DNA of winning in this competition. They might not always play pretty, but they get results. They had their backs against it. They had two games straight against Inter Milan. They had to get results in both of those, and they did it. 
And they went into, into Milan and got a result. Yes, it helped that Arturo Vidal got that stupid red card. But they were the better team throughout that game. And I was nervous. There was no Sergio Ramos. There was no Casemiro. There was no Fede Valverde. Yeah, no problem. They still have Modric. They still have Tony Cruz. They have guys that know how to manage a game. They have World Cup winners in their team. They have ball and door winners, especially in the middle of midfield, to cover for them. I really think it's going to come down with Eden Hazard hurt again, which I think they're used to, him not being available. If, if Benzema plays or not. It, he seems he's a bit in doubtful. the squad. So he's, he's in, in the squad. squad. I think he's going to play. If they, they're not going to, they're not going to make him travel all the way to Ukraine if he's not going to play. And probably absolutely, play. he makes such a big difference to that team. Casemiro will start this game. I thought Nacho was pretty good against Inter Milan last week in the in the match day. I thought he was going to struggle a little bit with Lukaku and Lautaro Martinez. He didn't. He didn't look out of place. Um, you know, he ended up actually creating the first penalty that they scored. And if Veron can just keep it together, you know, and keep it straight, Courtois on goal, you know, he made a mistake against Alaves, very uncharacteristic. I'm sure he'll be playing a lot more safe and simple this time around. I like Madrid to get the results. And, and after seeing Shakhtar Donetsk give up 10 goals in the last two games to Borussia Mönchengladbach, I think there's a blueprint out there about how to play this Shakhtar team. And I just think Madrid's got too much quality. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think Real Madrid will take care of business. I mean, listen, aside from uh, Hazard, of course, you mentioned Sergio Ramos is, is not in the squad mm -hmm. either, of course. Uh, but also, you know, Dani Carvajal, Fede Valverde. So, you know, they, they are missing players, but I think they have enough. And it's more to the point that you just said, which is more about how Shakhtar Donetsk is playing right now in the Champions League as opposed to what Real Madrid can deliver. And I, again, just like PSG and Bordeaux only getting a point, I think Real Madrid's loss this past weekend is probably going to be enough motivation for Sedan to say, listen, enough is enough. And they have the early kickoff, so they can at least temporarily top that group yeah. and add more pressure as Mönchengladbach and Inter sure. Milan uh, face uh, each other. Uh, so, you know, anything else to talk about for Tuesday? There's some good games, some good, easy money tips. What else you got? I mean, uh, really, it was Bruce Munch and Gladbach Inter Milan. I mean, you, you touched upon it there. I just... I don't know what version of the Inter Milan team we're going to see. I, they have so much talent. We, I look at their, their lineup and I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, okay, these guys should win every game or most every game they play in. They just have it. They have some good young players. Makes the guy Hakimi, got Barella. You know, their back three seems pretty uh, settled with DeVry. And I love Bastoni. I think he's a good young center back up and coming. Skriniar, Handanovic is solid in goal. Like, I just don't understand why they shut off and then don't play particularly well. It's, it's really interesting. And against Borussia Mönchengladbach, they welcome Alessandro Playa back into the team. He missed out on match day five. It didn't matter. They still scored four goals against Shakhtar with uh, Briel and Bolo coming in. And Lars Stindl's excellent. Mar Marcus Taram. I mean, they got a solid squad too. And for whatever reason, I, I, they, they, they just turn it up. They, they, they step it up a notch or two in Europe. And this is a big opportunity for them. This is only the third time they've made the group stages in their club's history. And they yeah. are so close to booking their ticket to the knockout rounds. I could see them getting a result. As I said, I think a tie is enough for them to, to kind of just take the pressure off because they, they have to expect that Madrid's going to beat Shakhtar Donetsk. And I guess that result, because of the early game with Madrid, uh, you know, that will, I think, will dictate maybe some emotion and how they're feeling about this performance and that a draw might be enough and they might just play for it. Well, it's a really good thing that you said about that emotion because I think the biggest thing here, honestly, sometimes we, we can talk about tactics and players all day long, but to me, the biggest narrative here is you have one manager who can control his own destiny with his team and the other one who doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Antonio Conte right now knows that. And also, Rose, by the way, Marco Rose, he's, he's welcoming Inter Milan. He's saying, listen, we know what they're going to bring. Like, it's right. not like we're not expecting it. So it's going to be about, I feel, Munching Black Black saying, listen, what do you have? 
What do you have? Let's see. And to be honest, it's all about controlling the rhythm, but it's a really, really good point. Well, that was Tuesday's preview. So much. Thank you for Jimmy Conrad to bring in. And he, by the way, will be back to recap the action with me because soccer never stops, baby. Never stops. <laughs> well, we, have a, we have a Wednesday preview and then we have a, a Tuesday recap. I mean, we've just given everybody the goods. We deliver the goods with warmth and love. And isn't it the best? And it's free. It's free. It's free. It's free love. It's free love. Jimmy Conrad, thank you so much, brother. Thank you, Luis. I don't know if you saw it or not, but I wrote hi, Luis, on my sign. Oh, now I do. (laughs) I love it. I'm a big sweetie over here. I know you are. You are. Love you, brother. Thank you so much. All right. Love you too. See ya. I want to thank Fabricio Romano, Jimmy Conrad, and Roger Gonzalez for joining me today. Don't forget that there's plenty more to come, including our Wednesday preview, our Tuesday recap, our weekend preview, and so much, much more. Follow us on Kegolasso Pod on Twitter and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your pods. Have a great beginning of your week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.